Hi guys, it's Real Talk with Tracy, and what am I going to talk about today? I want to talk about when I was a hairdresser, making a leap from cutting hair and coloring hair behind a chair in Sherman Oaks to seeing a little ad in the paper one day for a company called L'Oreal. And it was an amazing ad. It was to do education and to travel all over the place. And people had always told me, you know, you're really good at talking. You're really good with conversing and explaining things. Maybe you could do something besides being a hairdresser. And I looked around the salon and there were people that were 20 and 30 and 40 years older than me because I was in my very early 20s. I actually became a hairdresser when I was 16 uh, because I was a little ahead in school and I had some extra time. So I went to West Valley Occupational Center in Woodland Hills, got my cosmetology degree, my license actually, and then I started working doing hair. I started cutting like 25 heads of hair a day for $6 a head and finally moved into a more prestigious type salon where I was taking a lot of color classes and educating myself and charging a lot more money and doing way less people. But I was still looking around in the salon and, you know, people standing on their feet all day, varicose veins, they're tired, their back is killing them. Um, there was no retirement benefits. There was no benefits. And I saw this little ad in the newspaper. We actually would read newspapers way back then. And I saw this little ad and it wound up being for L'Oreal. And I sent in a resume and I got the interview and I was so nervous. Oh my God. I got a little cute little, almost like a stewardess outfit um, little navy, I remember, <laughs> a little, it was size 12, okay, I know what I weighed at every, every, at every event in my life, I could tell you what I weighed, but anyway, it was a size 12, I wore like a cream color top underneath this little blazer that came down about to the hip, and this, this skirt that came to my knee, and it was matching, and I bought a little navy bag, and I looked in the mirror, and I thought, oh, could this be the face of L'Oreal? Um, and I'm like, oh my God, I look like a stewardess. Anyway, I wound up meeting my boss at the Marriott on, I think it's called Century Boulevard, which is down by LAX Airport. We had an amazing talk, a very long interview. I landed the job. I freaking couldn't believe it. I, guys was driving. Are you ready? Hang on. Hang on to your seat. I was driving a 1969 Toyota. I am not kidding you. It was on its last hire. And I was told by my new boss that I was getting a brand new company car. So that alone for me was enough. I mean, you're going to pay me on top of this. <laughs> I'm going to get a company car. I'm going to get gas money. I'm going to get insurance. I'm going to get a retirement plan. I'm going to get education in New York by the top educators that work for L'Oreal. 
it was a whirlwind, you know, the old Marlo Thomas, I don't know if you remember, but the old Marlo Thomas sitcom where she like throws her hat up in the air and she's twirling around and it's like, it, it was, it was amazing. It was so amazing. I was one of the youngest people there. I got sent there for a month. They put me up in an apartment in a beautiful area of Manhattan and I would get up early and I would walk to the building on 575 Fifth Avenue every day and I would go in and it was just advanced schooling. I must have looked at hundreds of heads of color. They were just, I was the sponge and they just filled up the sink and I was just sopping up all the education I could. It was unbelievable. Even now when I look back on the career, I'm not with them anymore actually, in a couple years I'll be 60, but I look back on the career I have and it was some of the best days in my life as far as working goes. I stayed with them over 18 years and eventually went on to work for another hair color company and then a skin uh, skincare company and then also a jewelry company. But they used to have these contests and I wound up being a manager where I managed these people we called Sam's, which coincidentally, that's my dog's name. <laughs> How funny, Sam. Anyway, they were, I forget exactly what it stood for, but they were part-time people who had a great work ethic. They would do, aha, sales and merchandising. That's why they were called Sam's. So they would do sales and merchandising and they would have a lot of over-the-counter little small mom and pop stores. And we would try to get as much counter space as we could every time we'd sell in a new hair color line. We'd also, you know, try to get eye level. We would educate everybody that worked there. We would go in and work with them. We would help selling to customers. I was doing a lot of public speaking. It was amazing. This company did not hold back also when we were doing trade shows on taking us to all sorts of plays, all sorts of shows. I remember one year we were doing a trade show and you know, the trade shows are really tough. I mean, you know, you're setting up, it's like manual labor, you know, you're sweating for hours, you're lifting and schlepping around and it's hot, there's no air conditioning on. And then the next day you go in super early, you have to be all glammed up, you know, with all the makeup and, you know, everything on and looking incredible and you get there early and you stay really late and that goes on for maybe like three, four, five days. There's a lot of music in the background. It's very, very hard to hear people and for people to hear you. You have sales quotas. So it was a very intense time, but we got so rewarded um, by the people that were in charge at the time, because I remember one of the nights they said, we got tickets for Siegfried and Roy. And Siegfried and Roy had this amazing show with all the white tigers. I went 
we went out for this like two hour dinner and it was like, order whatever you want. And I'm talking like filet mignon, crab legs, lobster. So we go for this incredibly beautiful dinner and then we go to the showroom and I'm walking down to the showroom and we keep walking down, we keep walking down. We're like closer and closer and closer to the stage. And before I know it, the VP says to me, that's your seat right there. And I said, what? You guys, I was touching the front of the stage. During the show, if I put my hand out a little further, I could have patted the little foot of the tiger. I was so close. I could hear him breathing. It was incredible. I remember another time my boss took me to see Ray Charles, Natalie Cole. We went, they had these amazing trips that we would compete for. And I was fortunate enough to win nine years in a row. There was a couple years I was really busy with finishing up a degree. As, and also working full time and traveling 50% that I didn't go on a couple of the trips, but I went on most of them. And they were with our big distributors, so they were really like a working vacation. However, the company paid my way, they fed me, they put me in beautiful hotels, they paid for my airline tickets, they paid for all the tours, they did not use up any of my vacation to go on these trips. These were working trips. And it was amazing. When I think back on all I got to experience over two decades, it was really like a fairy tale. It really, really was. I remember my group that I had setting a goal for them and telling them, you know, we have, it was like East Coast against West Coast. And I was the West Coast, right? So you guys, you know, I had like 12 to 15 women. If we make the numbers over back East, I'm going to take everyone to the Magic Castle. We're going to stay over for a couple nights at the beach. You know, we're going to go and get a massage. We're going to have all these things and do all these great things and have kind of a motivational workshop. It was really cool because I started doing the big shows, the Korean shows, where I was able to be the MC and I was on stage speaking and kidding around and kind of the comedian sometimes doing models. Um, it was dreamy. It was dreamy and I'm really proud of myself when I look back at this, that I was able to experience this, that I was able to enjoy this and have this experience as a hairdresser. So unfortunately I got downsized, which happens to the best of us with seven other people. And I did manage to get another job with another hair color company. And like I said, also worked for a skincare company. I worked for a jewelry company and I even worked for a dog food company, uh, marketing. So working as a brand ambassador, where I would go from place to place to place and talk to people about different foods and what ingredients and how to feed their dog. And, you know, people would let me pet their dogs all day. 
that was nowhere as lucrative as the L'Oreal job. But I got to tell you, it was a whole lot of fun. So I would encourage anybody who is a hairdresser, it's not just cutting hair. And when I say just cutting hair, man, cutting hair, it is a hard job. Being somebody's psychiatrist and psychologist all day and standing on your feet 8, 10, 12 hours a day, it's a hard job. So I appreciate people that are in the salon cutting hair. I don't mean to, to sound like it's less than. But what I want to say is there are other opportunities for people that are hairdressers. Um, usually now you have to have your associates or business degree. I was lucky I got in and they paid for my schooling and put me through school. But you can experience so many different things. You know, I was traveling like 50% of the time, which was very difficult. It was challenging because I was married, but my husband was very understanding and usually I would be gone like Monday through Friday. The following week I'd be in town, but I'd be working with reps locally. And then the following week again, I'd be off to Morro Bay or San Diego, or I'd be going for a meeting in Puerto Rico, or I'd be going for a training in New York. Um, I'm so appreciative that I had this experience. It was some of the greatest years ever. I want to tell you afterwards, I started looking up, and I just felt like doing some part-time things, brand ambassador jobs. A brand ambassador is a person that represents a line in the public, like the dog food company. I was a brand ambassador for about six to eight weekends at Costco for a company called Focus Factor. And it was a gig. It wasn't anything that was going to be long running. It was a marketing company that called me. They said, somebody recommended you. Um, I probably had my resume on Indeed. And they said, we need you to go to different Costco's from, I think, like 10 o'clock to like 6 or 7 o'clock. And we need you to sell the Focus Factor, which is a supplement all about brain health. So you need to educate yourself all about the product. You need to be able to talk to the public. And there's going to be about 50 people doing this around the United States. And the pay was average. It was probably like $15 an hour maybe. But if you sold the most or came in second, you would get a bonus of $1,000. So being competitive like I am and being what my friend calls a sales freak, I decided to take the challenge. So I wound up making a few thousand extra in a few weekends just because I came in, I think first once and then second, maybe three or four days. So I really got hit with a huge bonus. It was a wonderful opportunity. And if you love people and you enjoy mingling with people and helping people and overcoming ob objections, and being helpful basically is what you're doing. You're helping them find a solution to a problem. 
you would love being a brand ambassador. And there's brand ambassadors for everything. There's brand ambassadors for food and makeup, hair care products. There's brand ambassadors for all sorts of things. So anyway, to all the hairdressers out there that are working hard, I commend you. It is a very, very challenging job. But I wanted to share my joy a little bit of my career with you, I was very fortunate. I spent um, days going from beauty supply to beauty supply to beauty supply to salon. I would map everything out. The 15 people that worked for me, I would cut them a territory. I had half the United States, not right away, but you know, little by little getting promoted and I wound up having hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stores and my Sam's maybe would have a couple hundred stores each and then I'd have some of the key accounts plus I would have my own small stores so it was always busy it was always crazy it was always exciting I'd be working with the redistributors that were selling our products. I'd be working with their telemarketing teams. I remember once I found this, this guy off of eBay that was selling watches like it cost. I mean, like nice watches. Um, and I remember talking to a team at one of our redistributors and saying, how many people would like a new Seiko? And everyone's hand goes up. I want a new Seiko. And how many of you would like to pick out like the style, the band, the color? You know, all you have to do is sell this number of these new deals that come out by this date. And I'm going to give you a catalog and we're going to reward you not only with money, but with this watch. So it was really fun. It was really creative. I got to go shopping for a lot of people. I can't say enough about it. Um, got to fix a lot of people's hair color problems. Um, it's been a while since I've been there. I will probably do a podcast on hair color down the road, but I have to kind of freshen up on that. But I just wanted to share with you, if you can get into a company with benefits, it's an amazing ride, guys. There is... So, so many stories and so much to share. I just don't even have the time. But let me tell you, hard work pays off and the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Put yourself out there. Put in resumes with Indeed. I've met a lot of hairdressers that are kind of like burnt out. They want something new. They're not sure what they want to do. You know, go ahead and try to find a, a brand ambassador position. Work for a major hair company. It's a wonderful, unique experience. All right, guys. This has been Real Talk with Tracy. Please enjoy all of my podcast. I like to keep it real. I, can, I consider my podcast the no bullshit zone. Keeping it real. All right, guys. Bye.